Welcome to the Gas Street Podcast. Our vision as a church is to be light for the city. We really hope you enjoy this message. Well, good evening. Why don't we just give it up halfway through this for everything that's happened already. All the technical people behind the scenes. Come on, let's give it up. It's just incredible. Incredible. It's incredible. And I've got 13 minutes now to just to talk to you about the reason for all of this happening, the reason for all this music and singing that's been written throughout the ages, throughout the last 2,000 years, that Jesus is God's promise to you for everything you need, that God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son, that whoever would call on his name, whoever would sing or whisper his name in the darkness of night, when hope feels lost, When everything feels fearful, if you whisper his name, he runs close and grabs you and grabs your heart and is everything you need. This is the story of Christmas. It's the greatest wonder in all the world. And it's why we're here tonight to gather together to celebrate this Jesus, this genius plan of a creator God who wants to be with us. And as a problem, how can I be close to this world that I've created? And so he sends his son. So that's what I'm going to unpack in these 13 minutes together. But first of all, isn't it awesome to be physically together, to be socially together? Isn't it amazing to see each other's faces? Have a look around. Have a look around. We're strangers, but we're gathered here together. And we couldn't do it last year. It's amazing to be together. Last year was so hard, and we're praying this year it will be better, it will be different. If there's one silver lining the pandemic's taught us, it's to value the face-to-face, the really togetherness moments like this. Uh, There were articles written, I remember, in December 2020 about how to cope with being apart. We're being separate. Things like, hey, why don't you do a virtual Christmas karaoke? Anyone do one of them? Virtual Christmas uh, opening presents on Zoom, virtual Christmas dinners. Many of us had to do those things last year because we were separate. We were apart. And being separate, being apart is not what you and I were designed for, both socially and spiritually. When I think of being separation, I was trying to think of, hey, what's a good story to help unpack what it feels like to be separate, to be on your own? And I remembered this one thing. I remembered when I was little. I can't remember how old I was, maybe four or five. And we were all at my family home. There was six of us in the family. And we had friends visiting as well. So another car load. So there's two cars out the front. And we were all playing out the back. And it was church day. It was Sunday. So we were all about to go to church. And I was off playing in the garden in the back. And suddenly my little ears became aware that the sounds around me had gone quieter. And then I kind of looked up. I was just playing in the dirt, you know, in the corner. As I looked up, I realized, hey, there's no one here. There's no, where, where has everyone gone? I, I ran to the back door of our house and tried it, and it was locked. And I ran to the kitchen window. I remember getting on a bench and peering in, and no adults were there. You know this feeling? Is it coming, those thousand butterflies in your stomach when you're about to get off the bus as your stop, right? Or you're about to get on stage and do something like this. That feeling of fear, of, of what? So I ran to the side alley, and I, and I opened the side alley, ran around to our front driveway, expecting to see our car and our friend's car and my mum and dad, and there was nothing there. It's not funny. <laughs> Who's sniggering over here? And I felt this like feeling of, oh, what, what, what? 
I'm separate. I'm not with who I was supposed to be with. No mum, no dad, no visitors, no brothers. What do I do? And it was that classic thing. They'd all gone to church thinking I was in the other car, right? Oh, we must be in the other car, you know. Oh, we must be in the other car. And they'd left me behind. I was cut off from those I was supposed to be with. And you could put it like this. I had a house, had a big house for a little person. I had a house, but I didn't feel like I was home at all. I didn't feel I was home at all. The Bible describes being, so, being spiritually connected with God as being home, feeling like you're home, being part of his family. In fact, it uses this wild metaphor of adoption, that when you call on the name of Jesus, even just a whisper, you step in to the family home, and everything changes in that place of spiritual connection. The Bible says, in fact, right in this very first book in Genesis, it says it's not good for us to be alone. It's not good for us to be alone. We can't flourish away from our spiritual home. And the Christian faith, which is what this is about, the Christian faith centered on two things, Christmas and Easter, the birth of Jesus, God's own son at Christmas, and then his death on the cross at Easter. The Christian faith says these two things say that home is spiritually being connected to God. It's a place of absolute love. It's a place of absolute acceptance. It's also a place of incredible transformation. Because if if God is real and if we can be that close to God, we're going to be changed. Things are going to happen that we never thought were possible to happen when we get this close to God. This place of home with God through his son Jesus is a place of flourishing. And we all want that, don't we? All that potential you know you've got. All that potential you feel inside of what God has made you to be flourishes when we're spiritually at home with him. Home spiritually is a place of peace. It's the only place of deep peace. The Bible talks about having peace that transcends all your thought life. Like you, you can't create this peace with thinking. You can't create it with any tools or techniques in the world. But the peace that we sing about, the peace that's talked about at Christmas, is this deep peace that can only come when you're home with God, when you're connected with him. Do you long for just one of those things? Don't we all long for one of those things? Peace, love, acceptance, transformation. What is it you need as you sit here? You thought you were coming for a show, but you've come to be changed. You've come to receive the goodness of God for you today. It's an incredible message. It's an incredible story. And why I'm speaking, first of all, about separation is because that's the background to Christmas. This is the reason for God sending his son. You see, the question of our Christmas in the pandemic, of how can we stay connected socially, was the question right at the heart of an almighty and holy and loving God. When he looked down on his world, on its brokenness, on how you and I naturally will turn from him and do our own thing, when he looks on that, his heart is broken. And he says, how can we connect? How can we be together again? Because everything was designed that we would walk together with God, our lives so close to him. How can we stay connected with him? And so if we're honest, that's a cry because whatever's in God's heart, he places in us because he's created us. So in our hearts, 
deep down where you live, whether you deny it or not, there is that same cry, God, if you're there, I want you. That was what I prayed when I met him first. Late teenager, God, well, if you're there, if these stories are real, then yeah, I want you. I want you. It's a cry deep down where we live. It might have been smothered by blankets. It might be faintly beating because of everything that's happened in your life, but it's there. God, how can we be together again? Galatians 4 in the New Testament says this. This is what God does at Christmas. When the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, John 3.16 says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son. Isaiah 9, a prophecy of the future. We had it in our readings. It says this, For unto us a child is born, a son is given, and you shall call him Emmanuel. God is with us. Connection. Again, together, again, this Christmas. And that's what's told to Mary and Joseph when Mary's pregnant, that this will be Jesus, call him Emmanuel. Reconnection, home with God. And so I was thinking, you know, well, how can I explain this in a different way at this point? Well, let me explain it like this. I don't know what present you're hoping for this Christmas. You know, all of us have... You know, that, that one thing, maybe the big present or, or whatever it is, the niche present. I know some of you have got some niche things you're looking for, right, this Christmas. What's the thing you'd love to get this Christmas? Well, for me, it relates to this place. This is the Home Alone house. I don't know if anyone saw this. It's been in the news this week. I don't want the house itself, just to be clear, but you can now go there on Airbnb. You can have all the pranks. You know that, that can that swings down the stairs, smacks you in the face? You know, when you grab the handle, it burns your hand, you know, all of that stuff. You can stay the night now in the home alone house. Now, I love that house. And actually, this month, Lego have brought out the same house as a whole set. Here, here it is completed. Look at that. Isn't that cool? You get little lighting sets, you know, light it up inside. And it's got the wet bandits in a van that drive past. A little bit of detail there. I like detail. I, I saw this and I thought, I want that for Christmas. By the way, when, when you're over 18, you just buy your own presents, basically, okay? <laughs> I, I want that for Christmas. And then I saw the price. Anyone seen the price? 250 quid. <laughs> yes, deep intake of breath. The biggest shock of the whole night. <laughs> 250 quid. And I thought, no, no, can't get that. Too great a cost. Now lean in. God so wanted you. And he saw the cost, laid aside his majesty. Can you imagine? Like, some of us find it hard to leave our own homes, right? <laughs> Can you imagine leaving heaven's home? All the goodness, like pure goodness we can't even imagine, all the things we cannot see, all the light we can't see, all the extra dimensions we can't see. God's home, he left it all, he laid it aside. And not just to come down like Captain Marvel or whatever, Captain America, Hulk, whoever your favorite is, you know, big display of power. No, to be born the most vulnerable thing in all the world, that to be carried around and not to have control, giving up control when you've got all power. Can you imagine? This is what he did. He saw the cost and with his whole heart, he said, yes, I want that. I want you so much, and I can see the cost of it, but I'm going to do it. 
I'm going to do it. One preacher, R.G. Lee, from the last century, put it like this. What deep descent from the heights of glory to the depths of shame, from the wonders of heaven to the wickedness of earth, from exaltation to humiliation, from a throne to a tree, from dignity to debasement, from worship to wrath, from the halls of heaven to the nails of earth. No room for him who made all rooms. Let me say that again. No room for him who made all rooms. Is the room in your heart for him tonight? No place for him who made and knows all places. Is the place in our lives for God enough this Christmas? But in his descent was the dawn of mercy. How good is dawn, hey? How good is dawn when you're scared of the night? How good is light when you're in the dark? In his descent was the dawn of mercy. And because we cannot ascend to him, he descends to us. Beautiful way of explaining how God saw the cost and came for you and I in the person of Jesus. At the heart of God, how can we stay connected? And he steps up and he steps in and he does it. He comes Unto us, a child is born. Unto us. I don't know if you saw one final story, this story in the news this week as well. I'm not glued to the news permanently. I did see the Airbnb feed, but I saw this. I love this story about the Adele album. Anyone loving that Adele album? Amazing. Well, here's this guy, Matt Duran. Here's his Instagram shot. And uh, he uh, came over to the UK to interview. Let me read from the article. It said this. An Australian TV reporter whose million-dollar interview with Adele was canned after he admitted not listening to her new album is mortified and unequivocally apologetic. Matt Duran, who works for Channel 7 in Australia, and his crew flew to London ahead of the singer's first new LP in six years. After carrying out the interview, it is said that Adele asked Duran if he had listened to her album, and he said he had not. Can you imagine that moment? Adele asked you, have you heard that album? After 30 minutes of the interview. <sighs> it turns out he was sent the link in an email, and he never clicked yes. He never opened it. How easy is it to miss one vital connection. How easy to miss one vital piece of information that we can be together this Christmas with God, a creator God, a loving God, a peaceful God, a genius God who do anything to have us in his life. So if you remember one thing from tonight, it's this. Don't be Matt. Apologies if you are Matt here in the room. But Matt Duran, don't be Matt. Don't miss what I am talking to you about tonight. What every song and piece of music speaks, not to your mind, but to your heart, deep down, where there's the hidden cry. God, if you're there, I want you. I need you. Please meet with me. Tell you what, as I stood in that front driveway, little me when I was five, whatever, wondering where the cars were, feeling all the fear of being separate. Within minutes, my parents' cars pulled up and they came back for me. 
And when my dad got out, I can't tell you the feeling of relief, of joy, of all over transformation. They're back. They've come for me, scooped me up. This Christmas, every Christmas, God has pulled in to the driveway of the world. He's come for you to scoop you up, say, hey, come home. Come home with me. There's no better place for you to flourish and live your life with me. Shall we bow our heads and pray together now? Have a moment of reflection in this space. Moment of peace. God is for you. God wants to be with you. For God so loved you that he sent his son, Jesus Christ. Have a moment just to reflect. In a moment, I'm going to pray a short prayer that is a prayer asking God to come into your life, asking God to connect with you. And as our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. If you know you want to reconnect with God tonight, or maybe you want to connect with Him for the first time, maybe you're watching online and it's you I'm speaking to, God has been speaking to you tonight, then I invite you just to say this prayer in the quietness of your heart and just say a quiet amen at the end. It goes like this. Thank you, God, for loving me before I ever loved you. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me. Thank you that you know me and that you love me completely. I know I've made mistakes. And now I ask for your total forgiveness. I turn away from everything I know is wrong. Today, I choose to call on your name and say yes to you. Please come into my life, Jesus. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. If you want to find out more, visit our website, gastric.org, or follow us on Instagram at Gastric Church.